So we're going to be talking about supervisions today. Uh, we've got a few things that we wanted to talk about. I think we want to discuss the why, so why we do supervisions, the practical side of things, so how long, how often you do them, and also to consider reflection and why that's important. Um, and I think, I think you know, we're looking at team welfare here as well and creating a talking and a listening environment. So we don't really sort of wait until we actually do a supervision to do that. We'll just we'll sort of track back a little bit and look at how we do that in practice, just practically. So every day we will be talking about sort of evaluations in practice. So these evaluations in practice really only take 10 minutes at the end of the day. You do evaluations in practice in action as you go along every day day anyway when every time you change something but just at the end of the day it's really important to do evaluation so that um, things that could become conflicts get discussed honestly and that is that we can't stress that enough can we bet it's about the honesty you've got to be you know if you're in your setting and you're feeling there's a little bit of um a funny atmosphere going on it, it's sure that the children will be feeling that as well and so will the families so any sort of conflict resolution needs to be done and needs to be done every single day and that that makes a huge huge difference the teams that we've worked with and the teams that we've built up between us that makes an enormous difference doesn't it Bex? and actually it, it the importance isn't that the conflict exists the importance is how it's managed and and approached and dealt with um, and I was going to ask you back, actually, from an early years point of view, what what's the difference then between the daily evaluation and then a supervision? Okay, so the daily evaluation would be looking at how the how the days run, how we've all interacted, where has been the learning and the and the key teaching elements for the children. So a supervision is something that's held, you know, it it's statutory, so it's got to be held. Um, um, it's up to you how often you do it. But when we're saying it, it's a regular supervision is statutory. So if you did a supervision twice a year, personally, I wouldn't see that as regular. And actually, for, for them to be meaningful and make such a difference, it needs to be, for me, I would say every six weeks to every two months, really two months at, at sort of, you know, the most, I think, because otherwise things do build up and things that you could yeah. easily, where somebody sort of wants to go and do some training or something, if they've got to wait for two months for the next supervision to see if they can get that training in place, they might get a little bit disheartened and they might decide to sort of, you know, okay, I'm going to change my career or do something different. Well, actually, you could have supported them and moved them on. And also for the sake of sort of um, children in safeguarding points as well, you're obviously discussing the safeguarding evaluation every day. Yeah. When you do supervision, you do that supervision with your team, you do it individually, but you actually try and do all your team within a very sort of short space of time together so you can sort of piece all those things together and move forward together so you do them individually and say the same child keeps sort of cropping up and you've got those concerns that will then make a real timely difference really yeah. so yeah it's and actually and I suppose with everything that's happening right now because we are in lockdown still um would you say that supervision is it's, it's essential that that is maintained? I would say, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I would say it's definitely crucial because if, you know, I know it's difficult because some people say, well, we're furloughed at the moment, so we can't do those supervisions. But actually, you could probably look at, at 
sort of a supervision template and do your own supervision if you can't yeah. talk to your manager at home and have a look what are those concerns where would you like to go next you know and this is like we said before this is a real time of change you, you could actually have a look at that because you're going to have loads of thoughts going around your head yeah. and this is a key time for supervision if if you are able to access your line manager and it's, it's normally your line manager that does your supervision then actually if they've got headspace and they've got time at the moment as well they should they should sort of you know hopefully welcome that and you could have a supervision at the moment yeah and actually that's a key point because the other thing is when you mentioned your line manager and if they've got headspace it's who supervises the supervisor totally that's, yeah that's really important isn't it and i mean as thriving language we offer that as a service um because sometimes it's really difficult for managers big settings small settings to find that supervision but like you said it is that and, and if you're responsible for the supervisions of a team of people you really need to be sort of looked after and listened to yourself and we always yeah and we always start off with the sort of managers as supervision so in the in the bigger larger chains of nurseries that we go in and we do supervisions we always start off with the manager and then they cascade down and they sort of um speak to their team teams and go and talk about it that way really and we look at where that manager is to start with to enable where they will go and then they can support others so so a manager in a setting who doesn't have any supervision is just really holding um onto you know an enormous amount of information that they may not know where to go with that information yes we can signpost but actually you know for me as a manager in a setting and you know I used to be the earliest lead for a children's centre so actually we had really robust supervisions and we had always had a line manager over us that could supervise us but I know sort of now being in a preschool and in a in a charity run setting there's not somebody with those sort of skill levels who could do that so actually what we've done is you know we've designed this so so we can do that and I would in previous times before we started thriving language and we could super we can now supervise each other I would I would pay for a supervision because actually it's really crucial to have that um just on that point as well I'm just thinking about the the book that we did some research with we work with and host lots of provider meetings for the early years for in our county and we've got lots of research from that and really excitedly we work with Worcestershire University on a book for mentoring and coaching in early childhood education now this book talks all about supervision as well and this is edited by Michael Gasper and Rosie Walker for Bloomsbury international academic so that was some really exciting for us and it, it really gave us a, a chance to sort of really unpick supervision and have a look so if anybody wants to have a look at that it's it's probably worth it and i think what it also did was it's it's raising by putting it at an academic level it raises the sort of it, well it raises the bar really and it raises the importance and the awareness um at a much higher level and I think yeah. that's really important it, it, you know I think it's really important and which brings us on to the, the, the last point we wanted to discuss about supervision was why is, is reflection and reflective practice important um, as a manager and somebody that you know own their own nurseries and works in children's centres what you know what's your sort of message about why reflection is important I think I think you can't sort of keep going down one path without looking what what else is happening around you and also that reflection daily um, and also in practice all the time looking at how you're going to teach the children how are you going to if you can't reflect on what you think about things and what, what your teammates think about things and what your colleagues think about things 
how are you then going to enable children to think critically and reflect you know we teach the children yeah. our setting to reflect and think about what's what's happened just what what's happened to them where are we going to go next when child-led planning they're always reflecting thinking about what could we do next and where would we go so we need to be able to embrace um these new ideas and also to keep reflecting and think yes this is working really well but actually more importantly what isn't working what can we change and what can we make better yeah. Yeah, and I think the important thing about that is, is you need to be able to identify, like, how will you know something's not working? Because it's easy to get into, like, a set way of doing something because it's worked before, but it's being able, as a reflective practitioner, it's being able to go, do you know what, at what point will I know that that's not working? What will happen for me to know that that hasn't worked? And I think that's really important, as well as celebrating the successes, which is also really, really crucial. Yeah. And, yeah. and, in, and embracing that change and embracing new teams because every we know that everybody was a child so everybody yeah. has ideas about how a child should be brought up yeah. now that'll be influenced by how they've been brought up um and actually you know and also what's happened to them in their lives as well as yeah. how, where they are on their professional journey as well so so that we have so much coming coming in sort of to the setting that you just think you've got to embrace that and think okay how do we move forward how do we reflect and supervisions are a key point for that and also supervisions are a really key point for enabling your team to move forward with their the sort of cpd and making sure that they are doing the training that they want to do we don't want to hold people back we want to push people forward and we want to embrace what they want to do and, and try and find those avenues for them because actually then we end up working with a team that's really reflective and can actually sort of the bottom line teach children sort of in, in a really effective way through those through listening to what children can say so it's really all bottom line is it's communication is key communication is key yeah i think that i think yeah. that's that's a great one so oh lovely nice to speak to you bye, yeah, bye.